0: You are now tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can our lies. In all things, be relentless, be shameless, be truthful, be you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. I am your host, Sarah J. I am extremely excited to have you here. I know you guys have been getting life together with all the amazing features we have had so far and it's only about to get better um I think I would be a bit remiss if I went ahead and skipped out on allowing our lovely feature to introduce herself. so go ahead (laughs) well hello um thank you Sarah
1: for having me this is my first time ever being on a podcast (laughs) I am honored um, but for all of you who do not know me, my name is Marissa Jones, and I was born and raised in Dade County, mm. aka Miami, Florida. Mm. Um, come from a, a fairly large family. I'm the youngest of nine si- nine siblings, um, so family is pretty much a big deal to me. A um, little bit about myself. Um, I love Jesus. I love traveling. I love meeting new people. I'm often categorized by being that person that has all of the friends Mm -hmm. um, which explains why I took the career path that I did Um, I am a licensed master social worker so I work in the mental health field I love all things mental health and social services um, so I'm happy to be here
0: excellent okay so um, I know you do tea and girl talk can you tell our shameless community a little bit about that too oh yes
1: so Tea and Girl Talk is something that God placed on my heart back in 2012, actually. um, At that time, I didn't have the name for it, but I remember I was on a flight to Puerto Rico. And um, it was just this burning, burning desire in my heart to work with and help women. Um, And so there were a few names that I had I kind of played with throughout the years. Um, But I never was serious about it. And I also had a lot of self-doubt. I was like, oh, God, I think you got the wrong person, not Mm. me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, this was uh, 2018. I decided to take the leap of faith and just go for it. And um, I didn't have a whole bunch of resources, but I had a great support system. Amazing. I Yes, I had um, some amazing friends that came. We were in my living room of my apartment and we just have a, an awesome time together like a life group. And the purpose of TN Girl Talk is to be a bridge of that gap for women to have, you know, a place where they can get genuine love and support where there's authenticity and, um, my goal is to dismantle the notion of you go to an event and mm. you're questioning whether or not people are talking about you when you leave the event, um, <laughs> you know, they, they are, are, they are, like, hey, they sis. are,
0: uh-uh, no, they're, um, no, they're which, talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a
1: lot of amazing, like there's a lot of amazing women out here that are doing amazing things mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I do believe in my heart that God has gifted me with, pur- with this purpose to work with women um, and even, you know, adolescent women. But I just have a huge, huge heart for women. And so um, it was a life group, something that I, I wanted to give back to the community. So it was no cost to uh, the individuals that would attend. It was once a month and we would have a theme each month. So we would just come together and do life, encourage one another, um, you know, because what we realized was we were not alone. You know, there were a lot of mothers, wives, you know, um, individuals who have been divorced, widows who just are all hurting or all have something that they can help the next woman out with. So um, it was just my way of, of giving back because I had so many great women who poured into me when I was younger. And so I just wanted to give back what was given to me. Okay.
0: So Marissa, I have to go to story time because the shameless community wants to know why you were selected for Sincerely Shameless as a podcast. They know my claim to fame is obviously shame, um, ab- <laughs> rejection and abandonment, right? Um, <clears throat> but I want to give the people a little bit of a story time um, and how you and I became Sarah J and MJ right so let's go back uh, how many years let's go back let's go back several years and I I hope to tell this story (laughs) correct right I hope to tell this story correct Um, let's see you know what
1: that just sound like when you're like let's go
0: back it sound like
1: when when it's a couple and you're like how long y'all been married and the husband like oh We've been married a long time. <laughs> right, a, a real long
0: time, just a very long time. Look To the point to where I feel like all our stories kind of run into a- each other or, or they ended up at a place we had no business at, but it's, it's okay. Um, Ooh, we got a lot of those. We have a lot of those. So let me see if I can find the most sanctified but shameless of them all. So once upon a time, not long ago... Sarah and Marissa thought it was a phenomenal idea to go to church together. And it was a beautiful Easter Sunday. And oh, we're going to tell that story. Oh, we're going to tell that story. Because <laughs> all the other ones are, are, are written off. <laughs> uh,
1: no, they're not. We got uh, some good ones.
0: Um, well, it's, it's <laughs> my story time. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're so, right. Easter Sunday. This was back in the day when Sarah had a New York and Company unlimited spending limit credit card. So I remember I had on a pink skirt with a white black polka dotted shirt and I had this lace front that nobody told me the lace front was too lacy in the front. But I digress. So we decide to get together and we go to church. The church was. Come on, help, help, help a help a good sister oh, Victory out. World church. We Victory went to Victory. So yeah. we went to Victory World Church and we were <laughs> late. But we still was no, there. No, we weren't.
1: Were we
0: weren't? Yes, we were. No, ma'am. No,
1: because no. remember that gentleman, I'm not gonna say his name, uh, because he probably don't want us to, you know, put him on blast. Mm. But remember before church started, we were sitting down and he came over and talked to us. Mm. We hadn't seen him mm. since the previous church we were going to. Mm. We Which- were on time, sis. Oh, well, we were on time. maybe
0: I've been late everywhere else. Okay, so we was on time, people. We was on time, <laughs> good people, and we had a good old time with the Lord. But you know what? Because Jesus turned water into wine, we literally got in the vehicle <sighs> and unbeknownst our, because this is the shamelessness of it, okay? We opened the bottle of wine in the car. It was a Riesling, Chateau Saint michelle Riesling 2018. The car wasn't in motion. The car was not in motion, okay? Okay. Okay, let's let's make that clear, okay? The car was not in motion, but then we went to brunch and Marissa had some sweet pancake situation and I had my normal omelet. And that is a little bit of story time. And I think she is excellent for this platform because in that moment, she could have judged me, but instead she joined me. And sometimes you just got to join your good (laughs) sis, especially if that's what you wanted to do anyways okay amen <laughs> so i'm glad you ended that
1: story there because you know that that was a long day you remember oh, that whole day uh, oh
0: yeah you remember that whole day? Okay. i do okay. i do <laughs> yeah we that's why i stopped there all right guys uh it's been well <laughs> All right, guys, we are back. I hope y'all truly enjoyed that story time. I hope you're still here and not judging us because if you are, then you probably shouldn't be within the list community. However, <laughs> we got some good information for you guys. Trust me, we did not just come here to play with your time because we value your time as we value our time. But let's go ahead and get into this topic. So um, it's interesting the release date is February 13th, which I think is perfect because the, to- the topic is toxicity in relationships friendships and family and um i think our our community is going to need this um on the 14th and the 15th for those who are celebrating on the 14th and those who are celebrating on the 15th so um marissa you ready for these questions um yeah i'm ready let's go all right so my first question is, toxicity seems to be a new word that was once minding its business while the word dysfunctional was doing the work. Now that toxic is a thing, how would you define it? Hmm. So for me,
1: you know, and I'm glad you you shed light on that because it is a word we hear a lot, but I think it's great because all that is, is awareness, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: like even before mental health was taboo, it's like, you dare not talk about being depressed. So, you know, although some people may use the word loosely, I am glad that it's being, you know, used because people are learning about it and Mm -hmm. and they're seeing how maybe they themselves have been toxic or they've been in toxic situations. Um, But for me, I would say, I think it's simple. I I look at toxicity as something that is not necessarily the person. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, oftentimes we hear people say they so toxic, Mm. which, you know, um, you may think that that situation was toxic, but I I feel like we should do less of calling that person that and do more of of identifying that trait or, Mm. or. You know, understanding why they may be exhibiting those behaviors. So for me, I I think of it as you know, and and I think of my background, my educational background. Um, Eric Erickson, he's a psychologist and a, or he was a psychologist and psychoanalyst, and he came up with the um, the um, psychosocial developmental stages, and the mm-hmm. first stage is is pivotal. It's so important. And that's trust versus mistrust. And that's that baby, you know, mom, when, when mommy is holding that baby and, and the baby is bonding with mom, it's a level of trust that that baby is gaining. And yeah. so as the baby move, move throughout their developmental uh, uh, cycle or stages rather, they're able to trust. But if you have, let's say, a baby who is being neglected, mom is tossing the baby and not feeding the baby, and the baby is crying and longing for that attachment to mom, but mom or dad or caregiver, um, whomever, they're not giving that baby that security they need to have that trust.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: you have that person that later on in their life, they're now struggling with their relationships.
0: Absolutely. So now
1: it's like, you say you was where? Mm-hmm. And, and that person may not be doing anything. They may be, they may be tr- being truthful. They are, they're not cheating or anything, but because of what happened to us in our childhood or happened to us, period, we're now having this struggle of trusting individuals. So for me, when I think of um, the word toxic, I'm more of I'm more concerned about okay, let me see what happened prior to now in this situation that you're in that may be toxic. Because nine times out of ten, something happened before that brought you to this point.
0: You know, I actually do want to agree with you on that one. And I was gonna, as you were saying, the given the example, just as much as we call the person toxic, I think before we call it toxic before it's toxic right before the action is then given to the person i think there's trauma right so a Mm -hmm. person has experienced a great level of trauma which Mm -hmm. then makes their behaviors toxic to someone else and the interesting thing about toxicity is it's it's kind of it's one of those things that when a toxin is in your body you're you don't know it's there so when you give this treatment to people you're just treating people how you would treat you Mm-hmm. um so that talks tox- the word toxic every time I think about it you know I see the future meme and that one takes me out every single time every single time I see the future meme mm-hmm. and we laugh about it so much but it's to the point to where we've seen it so often to where it's kind of like we almost either call normalize it out it. like it normalize it right or then we call it out like that's toxic instead of saying let's dig a little deeper something clearly mm-hmm. happened there Yeah. Okay. So that, that was actually a really good answer, Marissa. So question, because you know, the people (laughs) want to know, have you ever participated (laughs) in a toxic relationship? And so how, what was it? What were, what, what was it? How was it, you know, unpack it for us.
1: I have. Okay. I'm sure like most of us and, Mm -hmm. you know, to also kind of go back to your first question you asked of like, what is toxic? You know, the word toxic, there's a lot of different definitions for it, but one word that's so simple is harmful, Mm
0: -hmm. poisonous.
1: And so, you know, for me, I think sometimes when people think of toxic or I'll just, I'll speak on myself, you know, before I got a greater understanding of it, you know, you just think of like relationships Mm -hmm. or that person's cheating, but toxic is doing something that is harmful to yourself Mm -hmm. so for me um one of my uh, previous relationships after the first hello god had a big stop sign like Mm. i was like no (laughs) but you know um i i like to think that people would get better I, i really like to think the best of people and and i think that when you pair that with our own human emotions, especially when mm-hmm. we start liking a person, because this, this was a romantic relationship. Um, and so even before we got to the point of being in a relationship, I knew that it should not have continued. But I didn't stop. Like, I kept going. Mm. And that was toxic. That was me exhibiting mm-hmm. toxic behaviors mm-hmm. because I'm now trying to – I'm thinking that I know what's best, but I'm, I'm truly harming myself. Mm -hmm. and so the very thing that God was trying to protect me from as far as like the herd and all that stuff I brought myself there because I just kept I kept going
0: I kept harming myself and it's funny that you say the most simple word to toxicity is harmful and so Mm -hmm. literally being in the shameless community and even having the platform for shamelessness is the complete opposite of shame and Mm -hmm. It took me the longest time to even realize that self-talk that was negative and contrary to who I am is mm-hmm. harmful. And so it's interesting how that relationship starts with yourself, right? And, yes. and you think it's customary because it's what you've been doing. And so mm-hmm. here I am negatively talking to myself. If a man or a woman on the street says something to me, I could brush it off like, that. <laughs> honey, I've called myself that some." But that was toxic, right? And to the point to where I would look past the, the, the male relationship and I would praise myself on the, oh, he couldn't hurt me. That didn't hurt. Or the female relationship, the family aspect, the friendship aspect, and someone would say something or contribute some level of toxic behavior. But it wouldn't hurt me because it was no worse than how I was treating myself. Mm. You know, wow. So it's just really, so it really is, and I love how you had the opportunity to say, well, this is what he did. This is what he did. And you, but you still brought it back to yourself and said, I knew it was wrong, but it was harmful to myself to keep going. Mm-hmm. Because
1: you know? we, we really have to, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Go but ahead. I, I feel like, you know, especially as adults, we have to take accountability for what we do. Um, a lot of times we like to label the other individual mm-hmm. as the toxic one or the one that has the toxic trait, the one that did us wrong. Which, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that that's their story, but nine times out of 10, at some point you had some type of flag, you had Mm -hmm. some type of sign that was like, okay, proceed with caution or don't proceed at all, you know? And so for me, I had to, I had to see the patterns of my life and I had to take accountability for the role I played. And so was that relationship a toxic one? Yes. Was I done wrong? Yes. But I also played a role in that. Like mm-hmm. I could have prevented the whole thing.
0: <laughs> yep. By not hello. <laughs> having a
1: harmful behavior and
0: continuing in the relationship. To yourself, to yourself, right? And it's yeah. interesting. Like you said, it's interesting. Like, so the next question was, and I believe you answered it in the, within the beginning of the question was. <laughs> When did you notice the relationship was toxic? And you said at the beginning. And, because, and I think this is something that we as women deal with, and we struggle with it. But because we want to be polite, we don't want to hurt your feelings. We do think you'll change. Then we go into hoping you'll change. And then we get on our knees, and we praying that you change, that this behavior won't be so harmful. But in actuality, every day we decide to show up, that's the toxic, that's the toxic behavior right there mm-hmm. within itself. So... Like you said, that having that sign of, hey, stop, add hello, goodbye. It's just <laughs> goodbye, right?
1: Right. And it don't have to be this deep thing. I think yeah. sometimes people feel like it has to be this deep thing. And hearing yeah. God say, no, don't. Like, it
0: doesn't
1: have to, <laughs> Thundering bull. Like, it, it doesn't even have to be like, we have to understand that, you know, we were created in his image. Like God, God created some amazing human beings. Like you are, if you're listening to this, you are amazing. Absolutely. Like you have the capacity to, you know, make great judgment. Trust yourself trust yes. trust your instinct because God placed that on the inside of mm-hmm. you and so I, I think that's you know we have to utilize the the skills that that's just innate in us yeah. and that's that's something especially women like we I feel like, like me I, I can assess the situation real quick and I don't know if it's because of you know, again, my educational background, because that's what I do every day. Like I'm assessing my clients' moods and what's mm-hmm. going on, their depression levels and stuff. So that's how I knew that I should not have proceeded from day one because I assessed the situation and I knew that it wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we have to trust ourselves and, and be kind to ourselves and not be harmful in ourselves, to ourselves in state and
0: stay in toxic you know, environments or relationships. I think the biggest takeaway there, Marissa, was the, the release of the spirit of override, right? You know how mm. when you're thinking, um, you know how when you're on your computer and it'll say, would you like to save this document and copy it? You've already saved it. And it's like, no, override. Just, you know, like, no, just override. Mm. And it's like, well, no, but you already have this document. Like, no, override, because I, I want to go with this one. It's kind of like, you've already learned that lesson. It's like, no, override. But you've already been in a situation mm. to where it's unhealthy. It's like, no, override. And I feel like we constantly, as women, will say, oh, no, override. And it's like, hey, this is a dangerous situation. No, override. Girl, mm. duck, uh-uh, override. And we, cont- <laughs> and we continue to, o- <laughs> we just override. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. just overriding it. So I, I really, that is something that I've had to learn how to work on myself. Truly, like, I'm talking, I have to say, Sarah you mm-hmm. cannot override this this is unoverrideable like you you can't <laughs> it it just is and then and and it's tough because you know for the relationship aspect um that we're speaking of it's like well, I want to be cuddled too. Like, I want to, I want to be loved. Mm-hmm. I want to be hugged. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I kept, you know, thinking to myself last night, like, dang, I want a comforter. And then God said, I'm the comforter. And I said, uh, <laughs> I
1: guess <laughs> it'll do. But I want something <laughs> physical
0: <laughs> in the flesh, in the flesh. God. <laughs> I keep praying. I, I, so I had to address my prayer because you know, half the I think the way toxicity is done is we have to assess like a little bit of trauma, right? We gotta assess yeah. a little bit of the past, and then we gotta line up our wants and desires, and that's a bad recipe for some toxicity. Because when your when your wants and needs exceed your standard, you're in a tough mm. spot. You're always in mm. a tough spot. You'll always override because your wants and needs aren't in balance. So that I mean, that's just gonna roll us into the next question. Um, so let's go ahead and shift to family and friends. What have you noticed in your family and how you deal with toxicity?
1: <laughs> now, this question it, it it made me chuckle, not because it's a funny question, right. but because I literally just did something like this, like not even a week ago. Yeah. Um, but what I'm what I'm seeing is I'm having to have tough conversations with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently had uh, one of my family members and myself, we sat down and they didn't realize what I was doing. But being the clinician that I am, right. I, I was engaging in a conversation to get them to unpack some things because I wanted them to see how their response to certain things was mm-hmm. a result of things that happened in their childhood. And I wasn't privy to what happened in their childhood. But as we were discussing it, at the end of the, well, towards the end of the conversation, I said, do you see the, the trauma mm-hmm. that you've endured? And that was their first time saying, yeah, I have, I have childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. But for the longest, they viewed it as this is just what happened in my childhood. It was a part of life. They did the best that they could do yes. with raising me. Yes, and and I'm I'm really big on just breaking the generational cycles that are in my family. Absolutely. Um, and so for me, what I'm finding is in order to do that, in order to break the toxicity, which is it's not something where my family is waking up and saying, "Okay, today we want to be toxic, we want to exhibit toxic mm-hmm. behaviors." That's not what they're doing it's these learned behaviors that was, it was years and years being passed down to now having to unlearn these things. And it's tough, especially when you're dealing with somebody that's, you know, well into their adulthood and they're used to living and doing things the way that they've been doing it. So um, I'm just thankful to be in a position where, I have a family that um, respect and value my views and my opinions and they'll sit and engage in conversations with me. And so that has opened the door to us having these difficult and uncomfortable conversations. And I'm going to be real. It was really uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable because it's like, you're now vulnerable to no things that mm-hmm. happen to a loved one uh, of yours, you know, but how can we heal and grow if we don't address Absolutely. what, you know, what has happened? So, that's something for me that has something that I've been doing um,
0: lately. So a couple of things that I was able to take away from that was the unchecked emotions. You know, I think anytime I I, I don't know if it's an African-American cultural belief for all of my non-African-American listeners. Stick with me. We're going places. Don't don't log Don't <laughs> log off. OK, um, I don't know if it is the you got to move on talk i understand that happened but you got to move on and though that is good advice that's not accurate advice because you can't move past what you don't understand and i think we as generations to come didn't understand a lot of the pain we endured and a lot of the trauma we endured and so what we had to do was force ourselves to move on and we had to reroute those emotions literally um so like you said having those tough conversations for myself i'm not exempt um Tough conversations, tough moments, um, silence and a lot of silence because I'm at where I'm at in my life, Marissa, um, is if we can't resolve it at the head, we're not talking at all because Mm. where when things lie like that untouched for so long, people learn how to mask and it only takes the right beverage, it only takes the right song. Nuck if you buck, get everybody ready. Ooh, I don't know why. Girl, I don't know. Listen, why. people that don't have locks <laughs> now have locks, okay? When that song comes on, because <laughs> they came in a club shaking <laughs> their dreads, the throwing <laughs> their balls, and busting my head. Listen, wait a minute. It, it, like, girl, it only that take, song in Hennessy, that in Hennessy days love you me and hennessey <laughs> and Nucky. If few buck, listen it's bloodshed so i i am at the point in my life even when i think about my family and then extended family and even with friendships is w- if we can't discuss it on the root then we probably don't need to discuss at all because now we're just we're just kicking up dust because you st- you're gonna you're gonna change but not forever this is a momentary change to get to pacify me don't pacify me pacify yourself make the change right but it is tough when you have to mm. like you said have to dig so deep to understand why when someone says good morning well good morning like just little stuff right it's always a little stuff like you wake up mad why do you wake up mad like the little stuff when someone tells you that's that's not accurate why do you get upset that someone doesn't agree with you it's those little things right that um, Mm -hmm. have us having these conversations, but they become so big if we don't. So first and foremost, I want to applaud you for communicating with your family and, and being the person to say, I'm not moving on this. It's, this is where the buck stops. We're going to have this conversation. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful, but we can heal afterwards, you know? Mm -hmm. So absolutely. And also seeing where, and I'm just going to
1: add this, mm -hmm. just, also seeing the role that you may play, you may have played in, in contributing to the hurt because mm. you know, if you grew up in a family, you know, you also are subject to whatever it is, the the traditions or the values or whatever it is that's being passed yeah. down. And so, you know, you may have hurt family members and you didn't mean to. So I, I don't I'm my goal is to like I said, unlearn a lot of Mm. the things that were, you know, embedded in us uh, growing up and to also understand the other perspectives of my family members, because although we were, although we're in the same family and, you know, my siblings and I, the ones that we did grow up in the same household, we, we all have different perspectives. We all have different experiences. Mm. So learning how to be gentle Mm -hmm. and and you know move and give grace so it's not easy i'm not innocent i'm not i don't always get it right you know i have my moments where i can be more gracious and this is an area that i'm growing in daily and it's tough Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially when you you know as individuals you think that i wouldn't say you Sometimes we we feel like our our thought process is the, the act of course and if
0: you, human nature. And I'm if right. You go, clearly, if,
1: clearly, I'm right. If you go against that, you know, not not on some narcissistic no. behavior, but you know, sometimes we think that our outlook is the best outlook, and sometimes it may not be for that individual. So, keeping that in mind, as you also tackle these things within your family
0: so and friendship so you definitely just answered the next question like how have you dealt with um the trauma of toxic relationships and you definitely was just being graceful (laughs) and and I love that I love that right um because you're you're thinking forward right and so I would happen to agree just being I think the hardest lesson I've learned is the do nothing lesson um be graceful compassionate being balanced, understanding that there's multiple routes to one destination, but then also do nothing, right? Um, yeah. Doing nothing looks like when I see something I don't like from a family member on Facebook, I don't comment, I don't like, I don't text them on the <laughs> side, I don't, you know, I don't put something up, I do nothing. You, as in, I'm learning to mm-hmm. how to not give a response because when I give a response, it's a problem. And then if I give, if I don't give a response and a response of not giving a response, if that makes any sense, it's a problem. So I just got to stay in the middle, right? So I love how Mm -hmm. you said being graceful, because I think a lot of times we do have the mindset that if that were me, this is how I would handle it, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, then just we're moving back and saying, okay, you know what? I wasn't there. I'm being graceful. I'm going to give you grace. I'm learning how you see things. I'm learning how you think about things. And so we can move forward. Yeah. And that's what life is about, yeah. you know,
1: it, it's seeing, seeing the world through other people's lenses.
0: I, I, t- I t- totally agree. So, look, what are some steps that you have taken to heal yourself in toxicity from toxic just friendships, relationships, family ships, the whole nine? Well,
1: as I've stated in the beginning, like, I'm just so thankful for my support system like when i was younger let me tell you let me me just let me pause right here y'all prayer is the most powerful thing you can do Mm -hmm. while you are breathing um prayer is it works it's real when i was in i can't remember i think i was headed towards middle school i always prayed to god for great friendships Obviously, my vocabulary and all that stuff wasn't at the level that it is now, but my heart was still positioned the same. Like, I wanted friends. I wanted a support system where I felt valued, that I felt like I belonged, that I could be my real true self. And, you know, it's not until, like, maybe maybe a few months ago, I'm like, people always uh, teasing me about having all these friends but little do they know I pray for this life mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. I, know some people, I know some people say like oh I don't do all them friends you know I keep my circle small cool
0: young yeah, Jeezy
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know and what I mean is I, I have a, a small circle of people that I, I actually open up to and they know like they know my life and what's going on with me but what I mean by that is like, even those friends, I can trust them, I can be my true authentic, um, authentic excuse me, self. So for me, a way that I tackle toxicity is through having different outlets. I have my family, I have my friends, I have my mentor, therapist, colleague, church mm. family. I have so many outlets to where I am challenged. Daily to think differently than how I normally think um, I, I give people the freedom to call me out like my I always tell my friends because this is something that has happened to me not many times but if I offend you, let me know like let me know the moment I offend you like don't harbor it. don't don't hold on to it and my prayer is that our friendship is that open to where you can come to me because the thing is when we are not free to discuss whatever it is, be it with friends or family members, we give room for a toxic relationship to, to be birthed
0: Frenemies. Frenemies. You know?
1: And so yeah. for me, that's a way that I've been able to tackle it with the people that I have around me and my boundaries. I I work hella hard to keep healthy boundaries in place. Um, I'm very particular about what I, like my apartment, everybody and their mama do not come up in here <laughs> because wow. I. this is my place of serenity and peace. Like I'm very particular about who I travel with. Like it's just a whole bunch of different things that I make sure I protect myself so that I don't have to, to deal with toxic environments or toxic relationships. And, like I said, thankfully, I have people around me who also have the same mindset. So if we do have a misunderstanding, we good. like you know, I, I mean, we're being frank, you and you and me, we had a situation mm-hmm. where it was a misunderstanding, you Absolutely. know and i I did something that hurt you, like I hurt you i I like I betrayed your your trust, and so, but that wasn't my intent like my, right. my, my heart wasn't to do, to do that, but I can't take away what I did to you. And so I I feel like when you came to me, had I got really defensive? Well, Sarah, you you just taking it too serious. It ain't right. Of
0: course, yes. It's never. It's all. It's never that deep when it's that deep. You know that, right? That's (laughs) that's 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 what minimizing Mm -hmm. exactly. That's the toxic part, right? Absolutely. And and even in that, right? Like, so we did have a moment where it just it was just bad communication. Um, the intents were, we just had two different intents and even for myself, you know, this is something that, um, I'm still working on because growing up, it was when you voiced your opinion, it was a swift and impending physical judgment. It was very hard for me to even say that I'm offended or, hey, that, was, that wasn't that was kind or, hey, I didn't appreciate that. So I actually participated in a lot of toxic friendships that I actually called mm. long-term relationships because I was, one, too shamed to say, hey, that was offensive because on the other side of that, I thought I should have been strong enough to take it, right? Mm. But on the flip side of that, I'm sticking around wow. for when my heart is broken, and I can't pour, I can't love, I can't celebrate you like I want to. And that's mm. toxic, you know? So now I'm just giving toxicity off to mm. a person and I'm and I'm drinking my own toxicity because I knew the truth that I wanted to love this person with all my heart, but I also know this person didn't do well with my heart. So now I have to love I have to love you half-hearted. I have mm. to celebrate you half-hearted. You know, I might slip and tell your secret half-heartedly. I'm not going to say no names, but you know who... You know what I'm saying? like I, I'm not going right. to say who it is, but you know who it is because I was right. yesterday because you, you... know, and, and that comes from the fear of being able to express yourself. So just like you said, like I love how you said that is that your disclaimer in the friendship is, hey, I allow my friends to call me out and being able to be called out, right? Because a lot of relationships don't welcome that. A lot mm-hmm. of relationships do not have the safety net to say... Hey, this is a safe space. If I say or do anything that's offensive, you let me know first. Typically, mm-hmm. it's by the by, by the by, the by the way you find mm-hmm. out via a, a meme that they crafted personally when you was on Instagram. Like, dang, I didn't know. Right, <laughs> I know calling your little party love was a problem. <laughs> I was, just, you know, I was just getting to it quicker that way, you know. But that's toxic on both ends, right? Mm-hmm. When we don't allow someone safe space to be honest with us about us. Yeah, And then when we are to shame because we don't know I might lose this friendship Mm. or this person might lash out on me and I'm that five year old kid again or um, this person may reject it and blow it up. I had a situation like that. It was quite it. And really, it's funny that we're talking about it literally was the stopgate of that relationship because I went to this person and said, when you did such and such that was really hurtful and this person told me well, well Sarah you were doing such and such as in as if I deserved the action and I'm like man we're never gonna make it in friendship we gotta stop right here we can't it's tit for tat it's tit for tat it's tit for tat you'll never it's not only is it tit for tat when I when I Built, do you know how much it took to build up esteem to even tell that to a person? Mm. I think sometimes we, don't, we miss that. Like when you say yeah. to your friends, hey, you can call me out. You got to think about this person may have been smacked to the ground for telling them their mom that they didn't want to eat that. And then you say, hey, mm. you know, you can call me out. And it takes them strength. You know, some people are like, I can't believe you waited so long to tell me. It's like it took them strength. Yeah. They had to talk to a therapist. They cried about it because this was hurting them, but they also didn't want to lose you. And, you. and then you tell them, and then you get hit with a, well, you was doing this, so that's why you deserved it. Or, oh, you do, you're being sensitive. Oh, it's not that deep. You're shutting that person down for another 10 years. So I just applaud you in that and just welcoming that feedback one to not allow room for toxicity because that is where... It begins right in that moment. <laughs> yeah. No, real real talk. And you know,
1: when you called me, I for me I I put my myself in your shoes and I was just like, okay, I'm hurt because you know, you're hurt because yeah. I hurt you, you know. And I was like, I could do one of two things. I can get defensive and and you know, plead my case or I can genuinely apologize and say, okay, you know, I, I hurt you and I apologize that I hurt you and how can we move forward to make sure that this doesn't happen again and, and, you know, make sure you know what my heart is. So I think the biggest part is also understanding and hearing people, you know, um, because what may not be a big deal to you, like you said, and that's so key that person, it might be the little girl, a little boy on the inside, Mm -hmm who could never stand up to that abusive family member or whatever they dealt with in their life, even if it wasn't when they were a child, but they finally found the courage and now you just shot them down.
0: And you, you know? shot them down. Goodness. So Marissa, those cheers are the friendship. Cheer, <laughs> cheers to friendship, long lasting, healthy, friendship. doing the work, doing the work doing the work because and 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 you guys the work is never done so let's just go ahead and say that <laughs> the work is never done Fact. All, right. all right guys we have reached the second segment of the podcast this is one of my favorite parts because it just gives us an opportunity to heal just a little bit more by peeling back the many layers of our lives just to continue to live a um a very shameless life so um this is when we do the shameless ugly truth this is when um myself and marissa will talk about a shameless ugly but truthful thing about ourselves and how we came to it what are we doing to deal with it how are we dealing with it and um what we plan on doing with it so marissa you, you just <laughs> what what's up? What's yours? Girl,
1: <laughs> I got a few, but um <laughs> I would say the woman that I am today I fought hard for.
0: Yeah.
1: Um when people see me, um they see a tall woman who walks in confidence. Um, I know who I am. I'm secure in who I am. But it it wasn't always that way. And I remember when I was younger, I went to the pediatrician with my mom and I asked my pediatrician, do you have something you can give me to keep me from growing? Because Mm -hmm. I was getting bullied like crazy um, in school and I dreaded going to school. For so many reasons. Uh, like I said, being bullied, hard to find clothes. So I was always in the water. <laughs> always, yay, <laughs> always in the line. water. Girl, feet big, can't find no shoes. Um, so you know, I just I was very self conscious of yeah. who I am, who I was as an individual. I, I did not like I didn't like what I saw in the mirror, you know. But now I I own who I am. Like I am, I'm shameless in knowing that I have the story of someone who, yeah, I was insecure at one point. But now I stand today as a secure woman who loves everything about herself. Even though it's still kind of difficult finding clothes, I still love that. Mm,
0: yes, <laughs> you know yes, about myself.
1: So. <laughs> That would be uh, a shameless, ugly truth. Is that ugly enough? or I mean,
0: no, no, no. That's perfect because I think a okay. lot of us still, I think though um, we have platforms like social media platforms, Instagram, we have Lenzo, we have shaping tools, we have all these different tools um, to correct what the world can see, but at the end of the day, we don't have a tool to correct how we see ourselves. So I think it's super powerful like you said, learning to just fall in love, Like, like you said, do y'all have something to stop growing? No, we don't. <laughs>
1: so now- no, girl, I don't know that pediatrician. I think he was a little sketch because he was presenting some stuff to my mama, and my daddy uh- was like, "Oh no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you not. No, no, sir, we will we will not be using no. lidocaine." <laughs>
1: Have one leg longer than the other because you want to be shorter.
0: Because <laughs> you want to be shorter. <laughs> not no. And, and I love that, though, because look how, like, like you said, look how much you blossom. And I think the reason why you blossomed and bloomed as much as you did and as much as you have is because people see how much you love you. Yeah. And when people see how much you love you, people learn how to love you. When people see how you treat you, people learn how to treat you. So kudos to you and you know you are like my amazon sister um (laughs) and let
1: me just say sarah you know like even though i am confident like i you know when guys say oh you're so beautiful thank you you know like truly thank you but it's not something that i look to for validation but i still i still have my moments though i still have my moments where i'm like bruh this pimple and now it's done, uh, it's done left a scar on my face like you know uh, like I, I still have my moments where i'm just like okay i wish i could just tweak this a little bit you know and just I, a little bit and i think as women we especially now with everything we see on social media and don't get me wrong i have my moments when i'm feeling cute i might do a little selfie a little something in the mirror but Um, you know, I think sometimes it it can become like oversaturation and just that's all you see, that's all that's being drilled in your head so you have this Uh image of what beauty is. So when you wake up and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh wait, but my skin's not glowing like that person Uh that said no filter, no makeup.
0: Uh Uh All right. Uh With the filter on, but we ain't going to talk about it. So
1: So, yeah, so actually go ahead no no I'm just saying so it's, it's still uh, it, even, even with the confident secure woman it's still a daily thing where each day you have to, you have to speak that over yourself like I know who I am I am beautiful yeah. like each yeah. day you have to do that
0: I absolutely um, listen let me let me not even get started because you said something about a pimple. I mean, I'm about to go there. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, that might be a trigger. Oh, right. right. I, I, I feel triggered and it feels toxic. <laughs> it feels toxic. So I'm going to go ahead and tell the people because what's really fun about this um, hosting this podcast, Marissa, is that each week as of the third season, I get to release a new shameless um, ugly truth. And they're not new. To me, they're new to the community, but um, mine is really, really pushing myself to be honest. And I know that sounds crazy just on the surface. Like, well, Sarah, I think you're pretty honest, but not the honest, like, I like your clothes, I don't like your clothes, but the honest where we just talked about and being vulnerable about, hey, that really hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. um, or, hey, I don't like how you said that and being honest. So... Um, starting this new job, I had a young lady train me and I thought very low of the training. And she asked, you know, hey, you know, how'd you feel about the training? And I knew it was a question that she asked, not because she truly wanted an answer, but because she wanted to feel some type of validation. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't give her that, right? Because I had been working on myself. And I have learned that when I lie and or fabricate, because they're both the same thing, I don't grow, they don't grow. Right. So um, in my old Sarah said, just (laughs) tell her it was just fine so she can go, you know, like get her out of here. You're sick of it. Right. But new Sarah was like, you know, actually, I don't. I didn't think too highly of it. And her mouth fell wide open. And um, she said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you sat and read to me 13 pages as if I'm illiterate and I can't read. Mm. Um, You did not take any time to learn how I learned to properly train me. And then you called me a rebellious radical. And note to the community, don't ever call a black woman a rebellious radical it's not a compliment and so she just looked at me and I said and I know you wanted me to appease you she's like I mean you could have just done that I said but then now I'm dishonoring myself Mm. you asked me a question you asked what did I feel what did I think about the training that is my honest opinion and so now you know I and I and I loved it because again I had to dig Mm. to do that right I had to dig because I'm so used to being like, Oh, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like the food? Yeah, straight. Oh, you want to go? Yeah, that's no problem. When in actuality, it is a problem. Mm-hmm. No, the food isn't cool. <laughs> no, I don't want to go. Right? right. But I'm so used to pushing Sarah down yeah. for the appeasement of others so that the environment is safe. Because at any moment, if it's not, if I disagree, it can become unsafe. And I want to be here. But I need it to be safe. So how do I appease Mm -hmm. it? So that has been something I've been really working on. So you guys, that is my shameless um, ugly truth is that I am trying to heal the lying and the fabrication um, of appeasing others for safe environments. Like it doesn't always have to be safe, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you might need a duck. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But just because I don't agree, that does not mean anything other than the mere fact that I don't agree so that's and you know not what shameless? it makes
1: me think of too Sarah, when uh-huh. I think of because as you were talking and I was thinking of something else that some I am a recovering. People pleaser. I saw someone uh, mm, write that she's like, mm, "I am a recovering people pleaser," mm. and that's me to the T because you yes. know I've always been told like you're such a sweet person, and blah blah yeah. blah. And then now, like because I am growing in my womanhood and who I am as a, a individual, it's like some people feel like I'm not sweet no more. But it's, right. it's no. not that I'm not sweet. It's just there's boundaries in line, and I'm not I'm not into the whole people pleasing anymore. And so I think that kind of goes in line with what you're saying Absolutely, with Absolutely. with your mm-hmm. your um, colleague who asked you that question.
0: And I think we people please for so many different reasons, like so for yours was people said, oh, my gosh, you're so sweet. Mine was I want it safe. I, yeah. I think back to the time I do. I, re- I really every time I look back over a time when I had, I mean, you remember we had a conversation where I told you the guy I was dating, he had the buildup of serious plaque. And I uh-uh. couldn't for the I'm life of me.
1: We are <laughs> I'm not doing right? we're here.
0: Because <laughs> we're here. I mean, we're here now, and 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 we're here. So, I, you guys, a story time. I was oh, I dated God. a guy and. Me and Marissa met up right before the year came to a close, and we were just talking about life, love, and relationships, and I was telling her how, like, I dated this guy, and though I had, I felt like I was at the most healed state in my life, where I was aware, but I still dated this guy, and it was because I just, I I didn't want to hurt his feelings, and um, he had this serious plaque buildup, and you guys, this is what I did. This, this, this is, this is who y'all listening to. This is great, what she great. did, okay? <laughs> I started buying Dentec kits and would leave them at this man's house in hopes that he would see it and say, huh, maybe Patrick I should use it, <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I would zoom in on the picture and look at the plaque like, well, my God. Like, but because I didn't want the environment to not be safe is why I didn't say anything. I didn't want to say in a moment, a vulnerability like hey you have some serious plaque buildup and he mm-hmm. backhands me that fear of it becoming unsafe or it being like okay well you can get your stuff and go it's like well dang you gonna put me out instead of I wanted to control that because I wanted it, I wanted to control it by just providing him with the dent tech kit but it's that is a reason why we were people please for me mine was for safety at any moment you ruffled feathers it was no longer safe someone's getting hands laid somebody's getting cussed out someone's getting talked down to the smallest of a dime just because you did not people please right so that became an addiction how do i keep it safe and then i could go home and be absolutely me so that's wow. that's i'm whole in whole recovering yeah in whole recovery yeah <laughs> and you're not alone you're right alone. no <laughs> all right guys we are back to our last but my absolute favorite segment of the podcast this is the podcast where we shout out the woman of the week Ooh. um this is a person who is possibly winning in parenthood singleness marriage entrepreneurship business workplace or just absolutely being 1000 percent shameless and we like it and we love it so I would totally not be doing my job if I did not pass the baton off again to our special, our special guest, our special feature, Marissa, who is the woman of the week for the Sincerely Shameless podcast. Hands down, my mother. Mm. Hands down, my mother. Mm. Um
1: and, and, you know, I don't think anything is wrong with celebrating other women and, Absolutely. you know, because I have so many amazing women in my life. Shout out to my mentor as well. You know who you are. But um, my mother, I, I would not be the woman I am without her. I nice. recently had a, it's so crazy. I found a card. I was like, so I'm doing this whole like organized thing. I'm trying to. Organized my life in 2021. I'm buying a lot of different containers and just having everything organized. I think it kind of helps you and your, your mental health and how you think and clarity. Uh-huh. But I found a card that my mom gave me when I broke up with my ex. And uh-huh. she mailed it to me. And it was like, um, I wish I could take away your pain. And it was like a scripture or whatnot. But just her heart has, from day one, Of me being birthed into this world has just been pure. Mm. She has loved me with a love that I can't even explain. And she may not have had all of the resources growing up. She may not have had the best example to set, you know, to to be a mother. But she did the best she could and she did a damn good job, if I can if if I can say that. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I would say hands down, my mom.
0: So it's a part of the script. Where can we find your mom on Instagram and Twitter? We would love some of that love. <laughs> I personally want to get off the phone with you and call her because I need a hug.
1: <laughs> well, you know, my mom is old school. My mom will be turning 60 this year. So she's not okay. on the gram. She's not on, gotcha. On you know, um, y'all's internet, but um, right. <laughs> one thing I love about my mom is she embraced all those who are close to me so if you're my friend nine times out of ten my mom has loved on you on in some type of way be it her asking me how you're doing or mailing you something or giving you a gift like her heart is just so big so you know if you if you want to chat with my mama or
0: whatever she's (laughs) well call call me
1: I'm talking (laughs) to you Sarah I I don't know all the the, the listeners but (laughs) you know her heart is so giving though she she would would give to she would give her last she really would
0: I love it so you guys y'all have heard it here first the woman of the week is Marissa's mother so continue to send love and light her way Um, last but not least you don't know about this but this is a wrap-up time, and I want you to sign us off.
1: You want you want me to sign us off?
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Close us out. Oh, in prayer? <laughs> no. On the podcast. <laughs> oh. How do I do that? <laughs> exactly. I've never been on a podcast. I told you, this is the first one. <laughs> well, th- what you've seen me introduce each segment, so how would you close us off?
1: Okay. Well... All right, listeners. So I thank you for entrusting me as your um, your co-host or your guest, yes. I should say, that's the better word. Your guest for this podcast on the topic of toxic relationships and families, friendships. So we hope that you were able to gain something from this. Hopefully you're able to go and have great conversations and dialogues with your friends and family members and we can all grow and heal because you know life is not easy all the time and it takes work to dispel or dismantle all of the things that you know have been ingrained in us since birth so thank you for listening to Sarah J and I and um yeah that's all I got
0: (laughs) actually that was really good All right, guys, you guys have a wonderful week. This is Sarah J with the Sincerely Shameless Podcast with our lovely feature, Marissa. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can lies. In all things relentless, shameless, truthful, we are becoming. If you would like to feature yourself for the woman of the week, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter your information in the contact form. If you would like to announce one of your ugly truths, and of course it's anonymous, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter that information in the contact form. Also, if you'd like to hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook, please be sure to visit so 2 shameless. See you next week.